A train carries fans across the country to see the Cornhuskers play Stanford in the 1941 Rose Bowl. Nebraska journalist Beverly Deep Kiever types up news reports from the Vietnam War. Here's another one of my favorite items in the collection. A book wrapped in tattered gold paper is a gift from Willa Cather to her mother. And this is one edition of the book, One of Ours, where she won the Pulitzer Prize. It's her 1922 novel. That's Mary Ellen Ducey holding the treasured Willa Cather novel. What's really significant is the inscription, and it says, to my darling mother, I send the book of my heart, Willa Cather, 1922. And I just think that's precious. Mary Ellen is an associate professor and university archivist. The archives and special collections houses important documents, books, photos, and the occasional artifact. This is from our Polar Ice Corps office. So this is core water in an algae cup, and it's from J29 Rice Ross Ice Shelf, mited from ice chips taken at 70 meters depth from snow that fell approximately 1,000 years ago. We have never opened it. We, some of our colleagues make jokes about what kind of magic elixir is in this water, but we've not tested it and we probably never will. It's the place where Nebraska stories come to life. I'm Mary Jane Bruce, and this is Faculty 101. Okay, you should switch partners now. To be able to inspire young people. Here's <laughs> your finals. It's really rewarding. I love the students. Welcome to Faculty 101, life hacks and success stories from Nebraska faculty. And start our tour in the workroom. In the archives and special collections workroom, tables are covered with boxes, each with the potential for adding to Nebraska history. This is where all our, our magic happens. Mary Ellen Ducey embraces the disorder. I always like to tell people when they come in to visit and they come into this part of the tour, we're a working archive because a lot of times people accept everything to look beautiful and, and there's no chaos or no mess, but we, we start with messes and we make things look beautiful, so we're always in action here and doing stuff. A recent donation comes from the granddaughter of Frank Keim, the namesake of Keim Hall, home of the Department of Agronomy and Horticulture. Dr. Keim, the longtime head of the agronomy department, was known to be an outstanding teacher and advisor who influenced generations of students, including Nobel Prize winning geneticist George Beadle. But this box tells a different story about Frank Keim. Um, I think there's an account, account of the trip, so. Assistant archivist Peterson Brink unpacks the box that tells the story of Keim's high school trip to California for the Rose Bowl. Looks like the official Rose Bowl program, some newspaper articles. Even a dinner menu from the train dining car. So they had a mock turtle soup, chilled pineapple juice or tomato juice. Donations like this one add richness to the archives. I'm a fan um, of Nebraska, the football team. And so, so getting to see that, you sort of feel like you're there. we talk in archives about artifactual value, like the value of the words on the page, but there's also that ooh-ah, like, uh, you know, whoa, this was there, this person experienced this. So you can kind of maybe put yourself back in 1941 on the train. This was certainly kind of a special event, I'm sure. 
Another collection of material comes from the estate of Nebraska author Willa Cather's nephew, Charles Cather. He donated his aunt's manuscripts, letters, medals, and inscribed first editions of her work, along with a generous gift to support the university's Cather initiatives. The original part of the collection came about two years ago, and this is the final residual stuff. So we've just gotten this in. We'll have an inventory of these boxes, what's in them. At another table in the workroom, graduate student William Kelly sorts through papers donated by Vietnam War correspondent and Nebraska graduate Beverly Deep Kiever. She has everything from newspapers, um, you know, all different press releases we can see. She even donated the typewriter she hauled through Vietnam, now safely cushioned in a box. We wrapped it up pretty good. So. William's job is to sort through the material and store it in a way that makes sense and is easily accessible. To have a collection as broad and as deep as this should be attractive to researchers, you know, really kind of across, you know, the country. Uh, and to have it at Nebraska is, is very um, cool, especially that she graduated from the University of Nebraska and is from Nebraska. In yet another area of the workroom, photo and exhibit specialist Tracy Robinson digitizes glass lantern slides, an early 1900s technology. A lantern slide is what they would have used to do uh, slideshows in the early days. They would have these, their glass and the images in between two panes of glass. And then you'd have a light source behind it and it would project up on the wall. It's all part of the archivist's job making sure those who use the collection find what they need. An archivist is part historian, part organizing expert, part detective. Archives manager Josh Castor says connecting the dots is the challenge and the fun. We never know who's going to walk in the door and what they're looking for, so it's, it's fun to connect people with what they want and watch them walk away happy. That's what I enjoy. Some of the collection is online, such as digitized Cornhusker yearbooks and editions of the Daily Nebraskan student newspaper. But a lot of material is stored on shelves in protective boxes. Light, temperature, and humidity are controlled to protect the collection of documents, rare books, and other items. Mary Ellen estimates the Archives and Special Collections holds the equivalent of 54 football fields worth of material. Everything from oral histories in the Czech Heritage Collection to a handwritten copy of the official University of Nebraska Charter. So this will be the act to establish um, the University of Nebraska. And this says, the object of such institution shall be to afford to the inhabitants of this state the means of inquiring a thorough knowledge of the various branches of literature, science, and the arts. And then there's the vault, a small, very cold room with extra protection against fire. We have a lot of cool stuff, so I, it's hard to decide what is the coolest in the vault, but one of the most unique... Inside are some of the collection's rarest books and treasures, like the Lincoln Ambrotype, a photo taken in 1858. A young Abe Lincoln looks out at the camera, the somber Springfield lawyer who has yet to run for president. This would have been the actual plate that was used when Lincoln was sitting in the photography shop. It's in what they call a union case and had some damage over time. And then he's wearing a white suit, which I guess he rarely did, and it's again when he didn't have his beard. With help from the archive staff, researchers locate material from a variety of areas that help broaden understanding. For example, Journals kept by Poet Laureate and Nebraskan Ted Kuzer add dimension to a study of his work. You can start from, maybe it's a letter or a journal, 
with Ted Kuzer it might be a journal, with Willa Cather it might be a letter, with Mari Sanders it could be both, the idea for a novel, the idea for a story, then you see the story being written in the draft forms, and then you see it in its edits, and typed edits, and then you see it in its galley proofs as a manuscript, and then you get the final work, and then you get reviews of the work, and then you get them just living their life during that whole process. So that's, that's the joy of having the archive collection and the rare book collection together. Preserving history as an archivist stems from a love of learning, exploring, and saving. Mary Ellen traces her career back to her family home before she left to study at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Her mother suggested she look through the boxes in the attic. And I had somehow managed to save every single paper I've ever had when I was a kid. And, and there it was all, you know, like every, every math lesson, everything. And it was like, what was going on? So I had to... I couldn't keep it all, so I had to sort it out. What do I want to keep? What's most important? What's going to tell the story? What do I, what do I love? So there I was doing an archival job. She got a degree in library science and went on to graduate school in Indiana, where she worked as a typist in the rare book library. You know, typing up information and index cards for letters written by Upton Beale Sinclair or Virginia Woolf and the Bloomsbury Group. And I'm like, I am home. I'm in rare books. I'm looking at people's letters. I'm getting to organize stuff. I, I can find no other job that I would love as much as this. Her journey eventually brought her back to UNL. And so grateful that I got to come home to Nebraska and be here. It's significant to me that I can be a Nebraskan and tell a Nebraskan story. Mary Ellen and her staff preserve and protect stories that would otherwise be lost. For example, when Mary Jones, the first librarian on campus, discovered a painting on the edges of a book. Somehow she discovered that or turned the book the right way to discover that there was a forage painting. And she's like, OK, this is unique. I'm going to set it aside. And this was our first rare book. Or the way Mari Sandoz reveals her personality in a review she scribbled on the inside of a book from her personal library. She wrote, a very bad book. Better read hides, red cloud folk, Nyhart's black elk speaks, or my crazy horse, and these were the Sioux. And that's and and she was opinionated in everything she wrote and everything she did. And this is just one small example of it. But I really like that about her. It's not always easy to tell what is treasure and what is destined for the trash. But Mary Ellen has advice for amateur archivists. Control as best you can for light temperature and humidity, which means don't store anything in the attic or the basement. Don't use plastic bins for storage and provide information. For photographs, if you can just identify them by year, that's good. If you can identify the people, there are some pencils that you can get to write on the back and I would recommend a specific photo pencil. So telling the stories, getting the items identified, getting them into nice boxes, keeping them in good temperature and humidity, those are like the basics. And don't forget, the archives and special collections belongs to all of us. We're a team here that we're, we're the stewards for a few years, but it's going to live long beyond us. It's your stuff, and it's going to be here for a long time, so who knows what kind of discoveries they're going to meet, or those other serendipitous moments will come from the future. And that also gives me chills because it's very exciting. That's it for this edition of Faculty 101. In the show notes, you'll find a link to the archives and special collections. Next time on the podcast... I live it, breathe it, think it... 
a university professor whose career is his passion. Faculty 101 is produced by the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. From what we understand, they chartered a train to take Husker fans down to the, the Rose Bowl. That's right, that's right. They did, they did not win the game, but it was uh, 1941, that was a big success to go to the Rose Bowl.